0: you <laughs> Do you believe in UFOs?
1: I do believe that there are unidentified flying objects in the sky. Yeah, why not? How about yourself?
0: I do, but it's very simple. I've not seen
1: one myself. Yeah, so... My the, the the immediate response to that question um, was: Do I believe in UFOs? I think there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of uh, connotations, or a lot of a lot of implicit things that come with the uh, letters UFO um, that pertains to alien life forms and the such. So. My answer was quite very specific in that I said uh, I do believe that there are unidentified flying objects that have been observed, uh, which is a slightly different position um, than just the belief in UFOs with all of the bells bells and whistles and the uh, implicit alien life form bits attached to it. All right, let me ask you just a more to, specific just question. To just to clarify. Just to do clarify. You know? Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in aliens? Do aliens believe in us? It's an existential I can't answer question. that one. I'm not... <laughs> I can't do, answer do, that do question. I, do, I, do I believe that there are... Other life forms that exist within the universe. Yes. So life forms. um, From a statistical point of view, um, I mean, we didn't include this in our uh, episode around uh, statistics and why they don't remain static. But statistically speaking... Uh, there's a, a likely probability that there would be other life forms that exist in the unif- universe i feel like i'm being very elusive this evening with my response well i mean i didn't i didn't say sentient life believe I, I didn't i didn't say sentient <laughs> life forms um, <laughs> i just said life forms i mean uh, a, a, a single cell organism is 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 classified as a life form, is it not? And an, an amoeba or, or whatever it's called. <laughs> so in short, uh, you don't believe it. I feel I feel like I'm uh, interviewing to replace um, Mulder or Scully on the X Files. Um, <laughs> I I. I don't know. I, I have, I have a curiosity. I have a, I have a, I have an unanswered curiosity. More than a belief.
0: Okay. Does that make Fair sense? Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I get you. I get yeah. you. Yeah. So, it, have you heard of Area Fifty One?
1: Yeah. Of course, I have. <laughs> who 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 hasn't? I don't think there are very many people who who haven't heard of uh, Area Fifty One. Uh, that that top. that that was it—the top secret uh, military testing base in uh, Nevada.
0: And why do you think? And this is general question so I'm not interviewing you as if you mm. work there, but why do you think it's so top secret as in as a as a place or as or, or as a base
1: listen listen car manufacturers are top secret about the design of new cars that actually come out and these are just new cars that are just generally going to go on sale to 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 on to to the public so <laughs> so in terms of like military level stuff Sec- secrecy is a secrecy is a baked in part of of their ethos so <laughs> uh, i don't think that i don't think that's that unusual uh every 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 government departments within in the, the same government uh, will will have different you know, sections of things that are classified. Hmm. So I don't find it, I don't find anything particularly odd about the fact that there's a top secret military base. Well, it's not top secret in so far as uh, no one knows about it, because, you know, everyone knows about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, 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 uh, and, you, you know, people make pilgrimages to it. And I think it's been sort of sensationalized enough in, in countless movies, you know, whereby you have the, the, the lay person, the, the, the common person who, who um, quote unquote, accidentally stumbles into Area 51. And, you know, no sooner than they've walked two meters into the actual zone of area 51 than a full military squadron attack helicopter (laughs) ground troop, you know, sort of come out of who knows where all of a sudden and, you know, pointing their guns at these people who've who've trickled into this area. Um, What I can say about stuff like that is they must have an absolutely massive force on standby around the entire circumference area of area 51 if that's if that's how they're going to operate and uh, and appear instantly uh for for anyone popping up um uh, in in the vicinity well
0: yeah just
1: what do, we, what, do, do what do you one think one about way. what do you think about the the secret the secretive nature of it i mean well, do, you, do you do okay so let me ask a slightly different question do you think that area 51 is the only secret military testing facility that exists across the world from different countries?
0: No. No, uh, I'm sure okay. so there let's, are let iterations.
1: At, mm. let's, let's think about North Korea for just a fraction of a second. Do you think that they have any secret military testing
0: <laughs> well, well, I mean, considering that the whole country is, 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 you know, extremely difficult to even get into. I mean, the whole country is a secret, to be honest, but mm. of course they do. And I'm sure other countries across the world do. But I guess there's one thing hiding military secrets. And there's one thing, you know, there's always smoke before fire. And there's got to be something to Area 51 specifically. Of course, different countries are going to have different bases which they want to keep secret from the world for obvious reasons, right? Because it might be against their national security and blah, 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 blah. But I'm just curious as to why Area 51 is so secretive and why UFOs slash alien existence have been attributed to that site specifically. That's all. Mm. Just, just, like you, I've just got curiosity. Like, like, why? Yeah. Why don't they say MI5 is, is housing aliens?
1: Well, or I just, think... Yeah. I think you have... I don't know. Is it maybe the, with Area 51, I think one of the most high-profile alien encounter incidents was the uh, Roswell UFO crash in 1947. I think... um, I think I remember in 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 school either you know, during media studies we did an examination of some of the uh, documentaries that were sort of like published around around this particular incident. Um, tell me about it. About about the Roswell crash. Yeah, um, tell me about it. Well. How much do I remember about it now? So there was a there was there was a, a an alien vessel that crash landed, uh, and the the theory is that the craft was recovered, as well as uh, some of the alien. Occupants um, of, of the vessel. And obviously, it was quite a high profile uh, event at that point in time that was um, handled by the, the media, um, downplayed by the media to try and explain uh, the object that, you know, fell out of the sky and crashed. So At the time, it was um, said to be a weather balloon, I believe, that had had crashed. And they were trying to explain what this metallic foil-like material sort of was. So you had people sort of like holding up and waving around effectively, you know, that, that, that material that was used for weather balloons to sort of say, oh, no, this is this is what it was. But, you know, the actual theory is that what was found was this metallic alloy, unlike anything that had been seen before um, for this vessel. But I think the, the biggest part of that is the actual alien bodies that were recovered now i can't remember if i think that that there was there was more than one if i if i recall correctly and i can't remember if one was alive and the other one another one not so i think one may have been alive for a period of time uh, and, and then eventually sort of died but the the next level of the theory continued and then you have the alien autopsy uh, video, which is <laughs> <laughs> really yeah,
0: yeah it sounds hilarious. I,
1: have, have you not have you not seen this? So there's a yeah, there, there is an alien alien autopsy video. Um, it's in black and white, I believe, and uh, a bit grainy. So it's allegedly the actual footage of some of the autopsy that was carried out on some of the bodies, and the how would they have done an autopsy in an alien? Well. So the, the the alien itself was human humanoid in in physical physical <laughs> sort of structure um, so they, it was they were quite short relatively speaking, uh, I believe with wait for it a large sort of round head with, <laughs> oversized, large, dark eyes. If I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm digging this up from from memory. It's been quite a long time since I've looked at it. Um, but yeah, so they had, they had these these bodies. So you know,
0: they had it had an
1: arms, legs, uh, sort of torso. Um, they were strange shape, but they yeah, they have the video footage of the, the this autopsy uh, that was sort of carried out and as with as all of these things you have you know different people who served different functions in the the area who've given different perspectives about what it is that you know they found um, So some people talking about the the, the metallic alloy uh, substance that the ship was made out of, out of and it was it it was it was sort of like a malleable flexible, material that, like, returned to the original shape
0: Yeah
1: Like, when you un- unfolded it um, the first thing that came to mind was um, the T-1000 in Terminator 2 um, that, that was a, a flexible metallic <laughs> <other> alloy, alloy <laughs> that could return to a particular shape and the other thing that came to mind is one of my favorite movies from the eighties, uh, "Flight of the Navigator." I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I absolutely love love that movie. Um, no, no, I haven't. No. It it, it stars uh, <clears throat> it stars a very young Sarah Jessica Parker as uh, and I can't remember who the the male boy actor was in it, but you know, essentially he was sort of detained. There was an alien ship that had crashed um, and they, they'd, they'd recovered it. And it was stored in the Area 51-esque facility. And mm-hmm. it, it, it sort of, it just naturally sort of floated. So it wasn't resting on the ground and they weren't propped up. It was just sort of floated. Anyway, there was this, this young boy that was in the f- facility and he started hearing things that like sort of something communicating with him. And in short, the the alien tech within the ship sort of was drawing this boy to him. And now with the military, they were typical stuff, they were trying everything to try and gain access to this vessel that was there. Yeah. Nothing worked, you know, all the drills and you know, diamond tip drills or whatever that they used—nothing was getting into it. But when this boy escaped from his room um, and ended up in the facility in front of the ship, the ship morphed like you know this liquid metal, and the door opened and created these floating metallic steps in in front of the boy, and he then went into the the ship. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I was like, okay, that. Uh, so I, I think a lot of, there are a lot of movies, uh, there are a lot of movies that take a lot of elements of different UFO sightings and theories yeah. and things that have, that have happened. Um, but yeah, Ros- Roswell Crash, Area 51, Alien, auto- alien Autopsy, um. I would I'd recommend uh, checking out some of the footage from that from that autopsy if you haven't seen it, <laughs> just to, yeah, I will just to see what it what it's like and just how they how they try to downplay what the vessel was as as the this weather balloon um, <laughs> that had crashed and that that's what people people saw. Um, but so based on what you, you saw at the time,
0: were you believing it to be a Alien Visitor, or were you more cynical and laughed off uh, as something more humorous?
1: Um, I, wa- I, I enjoyed the passion with which <laughs> the show was, the, the, the documentary was actually put together and the sincerity and the intensity of, of the different segments of it, and the interviews and, you know, the review of the autopsy sort of footage. Um, and there was nothing to sort of challenge to say that, you know, yeah, that, you know, all, all of that was fake, given the time that it was. I mean, this was, so the actual crash was in 1947. So it's not like, you know, in, in the eighties, someone was faking something, and Jim Henson's Creature Workshop made some you know uh, fake fake alien aliens to, to conduct an aut- autopsy. So the the time the time frame at which it, it happened uh, sort of adds some legit you know legitimacy to it because yeah. you you don't naturally imagine that level of con- conspiracy theory being you know being implemented at, at, at that time I mean we we were just post second World Post-war. War you yeah. know so so yeah, yeah it was an interesting one to watch I, w- I was just curious about it but um, if you haven't seen flight of the navigator um, I, w- I would say I would say try and try and watch it just for my benefit more than anything else, so we can either have a a, a laugh uh, about it. But I really do like the movie. Um, cool. But yeah, I think I think even even from an alien autopsy point of view, I think I, there there are very few. <laughs> Alien-related movies, whereby there isn't some sort of autopsy that happens. Um, Independence Day with Will Smith movie that came out in the, in the nineties. Um, yeah. there there's some quite quite a sort of key moment in the movie, sort of autopsy scene with the, you know, with the aliens there. That's, that's after, um, that's after Will Smith punches the alien in the face when it was coming out of its ship, uh, in the middle of a desert. Um, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then dragging the alien, um, you yeah, uh, know, uh, across the desert to, to a base and then they conduct and do, 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 autopsy on it. So, um, but yeah, any you you look at any any alien related movie TV show there's there's always an autopsy because there's always that general curiosity that happens.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well I mean equally as mysterious mm-hmm. is The Bermuda Triangle. So. From a very very young age. I've been aware of the myth. Folklore. Or legend that is the Bermuda Triangle. Which is an area. Essentially in the Caribbean. Where it's rumoured that planes and boats. Have mysteriously disappeared. And. There are. A list of. Vessels and ships. That apparently. Have disappeared without a trace. Never to be found. So I've always had this keen interest on it. And I haven't ever spent. The right amount of time to try and. Find out for myself and just validate if I totally believe that these disappearances are because of some legend of sort of a deep hole in the, in <laughs> the ocean that, that 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 sucks ships and planes into some some vortex never to be seen again. Um, well, well,
1: so what do you think? Uh, That that's a that's an interesting one. So um, the the whole sucking vortex thing is um, is is, is amusing. Doesn't really count for a plane um, because if we're referring to the Bermuda Triangle, we're talking about an area that's that's um, part of part of the ocean, right? As opposed, well, we are, but planes have gone missing in the same region as well. Planes have gone missing indeed indeed. so my, my point is about the actual hole uh, and vortex and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and scrolling is, uh, is 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 yeah slightly uh, out there but I don't think it it it's it, it's not so much that you know the, the legend that, that that's make these things disappear I think there's been a lot of speculative Proven, unproven? I I'm, I'm not sure. I I don't know. Can we actually identify where the B meter triangle is on a map? Do we have what? do we have coordinates what? for it? Or is it like El, El Dorado? It's that it's that that fictional land, uh, that fictional place that exists in a general location that people are sort of aware of, but you never seem to be able to find it. I think Well,
0: like the, like with most the, things. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh there's a little bit of subjectivity to it but the map that i've seen of the supposed Bermuda triangle starts off with the with a point so i think of a triangle obviously a point at florida yeah stretching all the way across to puerto rico and then the northernmost point being Bermuda, which is way in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that's the triangle.
1: Okay, I mean B- Bermuda is a is a beautiful place. Um, I, I one of my friends from university um, was from Bermuda. She never once mentioned. Uh, triangle, in the time that I knew her, <laughs> uh, I must admit, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, no, I think <laughs> so. Yeah, so quite a quite a sizable area, um, but I think yeah, the what I had seen before was the the scientific sort of approach to rationalizing what could cause this to happen, and a lot of it is to do with the 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 Earth's magnetic. Composure and what happens to the polarity and the pull and the change and disruption to the magnetic fields, magnetic sorry, magnetic field within the Bermuda Triangle as the thing being the cause for the ships disappearing or navigation systems ceasing to function. And, and so forth so okay I could understand I can understand uh, the magnetic field disruption anomaly in that you know during that specific in that specific area because the earth is surrounded by magnetic fields that have pools between the North Pole and the South Pole and so forth there's always this magnetic flow around the world so sure I can understand there being, a particular area that has an unusual um Im- imbalance or some unusual properties to it i mean what what actually drives that that is obviously going to be rooted underwater into the actual earth into the crust the mantle of the earth maybe um the the yeah. composure you know uh, down there is is different I, I i don't know i don't know that's all speculative stuff but how would that then cause um things to disappear so flying through it if if we if we said that the plane flying through the Bermuda triangle if the electronic system was that adverse well you know is that adversely affected by the magnetic disruptions in the area then you know they they lose power or whatever happens and then the, the planes crash so we're saying that the area is sufficiently large enough that we've never seen recovered any 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 part of any wreckage or or anything um Actually, here's a question. Do you know how many Gosh. how many planes or, or ships and vessels have, have actually been claimed by the Bermuda Triangle? Because I imagine this is h- historical going back to the times where some of the ships that may have disappeared may not have been, you know, <laughs> mechanically powered, let's say.
0: Well, I have a list here. So there are, I've got 13 plane incidents from 1945 all the way up to 2017 and well and I've got incidents at sea ranging from 1492 all the way up to 2015. And there are about 15 that I can reference. And this is just via Wikipedia. Mm. So the most recent incident in the air was 2017. On May the 15th, a private aircraft was at 24,000 feet when it vanished from radar and radio contact with air traffic controllers in Miami however the plane wreckage was found later
1: okay so so they are found finding they are finding wreckage
0: yeah so another one in 2017 february 23rd the turkish airlines flight tk183 was forced to change direction from havana to washington after some mechanical and electrical problems occurred over the triangle
1: Um, see and and that fits in with that fits in with the magnetic disruption that i was sort of talking about because i can imagine a loss of you know interference with with navigational systems you know i don't know if it if it's sort of like emp like in nature you know if if there if there's some electromagnetic magnetic pulse (laughs) that 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 you know, resonates within the Bermuda triangle that causes these, uh, power outages, but with with ships, that's interesting. What would, what would actually happen to the ship then? So if, if that was the case, you would just be dead in dead in the water, but then you'd still just be in the water floating because you're a ship. Yeah. So
0: let's, let's see some of the more, the more recent ones. I'm particularly interested. So SSL Faro. a uh, crew with 33 boards sank off the coast of the Bahamas within the triangle on October the 1st, 2015, okay, after sailing into her, into Hurricane Joaquin. Well, that that wasn't going to end well. Um, so let's go to the next one. In late 2015, 2 year boys went on a fishing trip on their 19-foot boat, despite the 15-square nautical-mile-wide search The boat was found, yeah, off the coast, off the coast of Bermuda, but the boys are never seen again.
1: Okay. Sorry, did you say that they found the boat but not the people?
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna ignore the ones that talk about hurricane because that gives us the reason for the disappearance. Hmm Yeah, uh, yeah, so some of the more recent instances in C are a bit more speculative, um but the older ones are more interesting. But so you're leaning towards electromagnetic issues in the region causing equipment to fail and therefore people's ability to control air slash sea craft causing I can, potential fatalities.
1: Yeah, I can I can I can I can rationalise that. Um, <laughs> Can't rationalise the a vortex <laughs> um I mean, it, it, it makes for really exciting movies, uh, the vortex, but um <laughs> yeah because yeah. you know, and, and, and electromagnetic disturbance doesn't really do much visually. Um, <laughs> unless you're talking about the uh, Aurora borealis or the Northern Lights. Oh that's a spectacle. Mm. That's a that's a electric electromagnetic disruption.
0: So we're so we're going to pull it down to.
1: I'm In blaming I'm blaming things. I'm 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 blaming the magnets. I'm blaming the blaming
0: magnets the magnet. for this one. Okay. Well, to be honest, I can rationalise that. I can rationalise that um, hmm. a bit better than I can rationalise uh, a wild
1: sea to sky vortex. <laughs> A sea to sky vortex you know. um i don't know have have you seen uh video footage of uh they call something different but basically tornadoes at sea
0: uh i so
1: yes i have
0: that's the short uh, that, that, yeah that's the short version yeah hmm.
1: uh I, I those are those are spectacularly eerie um, more so than than on land. Um, again, it's a logical thing. I could understand it on land for some some reason, but on water, it just seems really spooky.
0: Well, yeah. As as a quick segue, do you know do you know what's even sco- uh, um, uh, I was gonna say scoobier <laughs> scarier. Um, so a bit more spooky is um those fire tornadoes. Yes. Yes. Anywho <laughs> right. So Area fifty one, Dumper Meter Triangle. Now this one's a bit of an odd one. Uh
1: before before because... before we get into that, you, you know me. You know I like to I like to go backwards sometimes before we, we go forward because the there are the, the bits that come come to my head that yeah that uh I quite like to talk about. But going back to sort of like UFO UFO sightings, there are sort of two that there the there are two that stand out but mostly because of uh, relevancy in either the music world and in uh, the cinematic world um, with reference to the cinematic world I think in there was a uh, UFO sighting sort of in in the US in uh, Los Angeles uh, California. So there were there were objects that uh, triggered the firing of thousands of anti aircraft rounds. Um, so uh, this is in nineteen forty two. So just to put it into context um, of of the the wartime situation that's that's going on, but the actual name of this incident is called uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Okay. And and I don't know how up on mo- your movies you are, but there is a movie called Battle of Los Angeles that is about <laughs> an alien invasion. Um, yeah. So, as a, as a, as a, what I was saying before, you know, earlier was the actual influence on, you know, Life and movies and things that we actually see going forward from some of these sightings. So, an exact movie, you know, uh, Battle Los Angeles that was that was made, uh, seemingly as an, an ode to the 1942 incident. The other, um, the other thing of note again, still from World War II. So, during World War World War Two, you had a lot of instances of um, fighter pilots seeing a lot of unidentified flying objects yeah. when they're on their missions. And all of these... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but sort of like the, the the term to sort of reference these uh, pilots uh, who des- who describe seeing, you know, these UFOs and other phenomenon in the skies were Foo-Fighter or Foo-Fighters. Yeah. Now, can you think of any musical link to that particular name?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was a band which uh, I think I didn't very
1: much the, to. I think there's there's a you know there's a there's a small band that isn't very well known. Um, <laughs> he says with yeah. with every sense of irony, um, there's an absolutely massive you know world, wide known band called the Foo Fighters. Um, <laughs> so, again. Uh, a nice, a nice link between something UFO related and uh, modern modern culture,
0: hmm. and
1: that was it. I just wanted to mention those two things: Battle of Los Angeles, because I actually quite like like that movie, um, and yeah, you know, the Foo Fighters.
0: Well, I've, I've got a sort of watch list that I have been working on as I've been as you've been talking, so uh, I will look for these films and I'll watch them with with interest
1: there you go that's that's my that's my segue that's my segue out the way
0: (laughs) Yellowstone when I say Yellowstone what comes to mind for you Stephen
1: a park in America
0: and (laughs) <laughs> this particular park I mean what does the park or does the park signify anything specific to you when you think of or speak of Yellowstone other than it being just a park
1: Um, for me not really. Um, I, I think there's like there's some, there's some residual memories in, in my in my brain about various things that were associated with Yellowstone Park. Um, I think again, they are blaming movies. There are sufficient movies that that sort of touch on Yellowstone Park as a, as an area of significance, usually related to disaster movies. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I haven't really, I don't know. I haven't really paid a great deal of attention to your Park. part. You, you tell me, what does it, what does it, what does it signify for you? What, what comes to mind?
0: Well, I've known Yellowstone National Park as essentially the site of uh, America's super volcano, which apparently oh, that. is supposed to be dormant, okay. but basically it's kind of not dormant because lots of weird and wonderful things happen in Yellowstone National Park and there's significant parts of it that the public are banned from looking at or going near. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are lots of things I've seen in movies, and I think I've seen also in like documentaries on the place about like you know parts of the park where it looks like the, the soil is just like boiling and stuff like that. Like, yeah, some yeah. Really, yeah. Some really, really odd, unusual things happening. And yeah. it just reminds you when you see things like that. that oh yeah, we, we do live on this planet where actually. It's, it's changing all the time. And lots of weird and wonderful things that we do and don't know about just happen naturally. Mm. Um, but, again, it just leads me to ponder on, do we do... And the answer is probably no. But, I mean, how much do we know? And do we know everything we need to know about the, the environment that we live in? But especially in America. I mean, in the UK, we don't seem to be close to any tectonic plate, so fortunately we don't have many earthquakes of any significance because we're too far away from the tectonic plates. Or volcanoes um, for that matter. All volcanoes, correct. And just due to the weather systems in and around the UK, we are fortunate not, not to get any sort of hurricanes or tornadoes or any Or anything of significance, anyway, Mm -hmm. reaching shore. So, so we don't have natural disasters per se because we're just geographically not suited, if that's the right word to use, yeah, for it. However, across the
1: pond, they
0: seem to have it all. I
1: mean, Um, I mean, the UK, UK as a as a landmass, comparatively speaking. I mean, you're you're aiming at at quite a small small target in terms of geological, uh, disasters or climate related, uh, sort of incidents. Um, yeah. I just remember the only thing that I remember, the, the principal thing I remember about Yellowstone park, uh, just popped into my head was old faithful. Is that the, the geezer old faithful named, named for the reliability about when it actually goes off?
0: So the name doesn't ring a bell, but
1: you've I'm not heard of Old Faithful.
0: I can't say that I have, you know.
1: Okay, yeah, Yellowstone Park is old, old Faithful. Is a it's a it's a geyser, geyser. How are we pronouncing this? Um, but no, I think uh, going back back to your your going back going back to your other point. Um, yeah, that that's 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 the principal thing that I remember about. Yellowstone Park, um, and that aside. Aside from that, the feature in lots of disaster movies, I'm pretty sure the actor Woody Harrelson was stood stood atop a hill in the Yellowstone Park um, <laughs> when when uh, things went spectacularly wrong. Um, that he, well. that you know an event that he'd predicted. Can't remember what, which, which particular disaster movie that was, but, um, there you go. But I think the, the, the world, the world as it's constructed with its tectonic plates and, you know, the, 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 the shifts that subsequently happened, you know, has, has created, you know, many miraculous or wondrous things within, 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 on the surface of the planet that we've observed and also in, on the parts of the planet that we also don't readily observe. Um, so all of the volcanoes, all of your mountain ranges, you know, the, the Himalayas, the, the, you know, all of these things are born out of, you know, geological realignments. Um, across the planet, over an expensive period of time, so I think I think the UK would would be really unfortunate if it suffered from monsoons, hurricanes, tornadoes, and earthquakes. Um, yeah, <laughs> would would, would be seemingly be a little a little harsh, but I think there's something about a, a large a large land mass that sort of. Presents opportunities for more of these type of destructive things, or just just coincidence. Again, the the the, the weather systems, the climate systems. Um, remember years ago when the El, El Nino effect, yeah. uh, was was first sort of spoken about in in the public and then sort of carried on. I think the we we don't know everything, um by by a long shot, uh that we need to about about the planet. I think we're busy focusing on other things, like you know the the slow destruction of it, um by interesting means of our own doing. But yeah.
0: Well, I've just been looking at images of the Old Faithful, and yeah, this is the type of stuff I've been seeing. I just didn't know that they gave it. Uh, well, they give. Well, I'm oh. speaking English. They give these things names. You see, so this. Yeah. I think that,
1: like, yeah.
0: like you said, yeah. So this guy's, yeah. So this one, yeah. This is a particularly big one, isn't it?
1: It is. It is.
0: Wow. I mean, how odd is that? And apparently, this particular one erupts like every, every 44 minutes to two hours, it erupts and blows up that whole, mm-hmm. hot water. How odd is that?
1: Yep, yeah. hence Old faithful. I mean, it, it, it's that's quite a that's quite a large example of it. Um, yeah, in in Iceland, I think there are geysers that also not not obviously of the same size, but that that form, for one of a better word uh, with a certain frequency as well
0: uh-huh.
1: I think, I, I find I find inactive volcanoes to be quite an, an interesting thing um, because it or or active volcanoes that are in a sort of semi-resting state, i.e. they... Stuff still happens, but it's not going to erupt, let's say.
0: How did he he, he know it's not going to erupt? I mean, there's probably uh, scientific and technical things way above my head that let them know, but...
1: and, Do you have a, and, a and,
0: rough idea?
1: And and by probably you mean that there, there are science scientific uh, methods to to understand what's actually happening. So it's with so for the actual structure uh, of a vo- volcano, they they analyze the anatomy of it. So it's it's not what you see on the surface. It's it's everything underneath it and what's actually happening geologically. So in terms of the movement of the earth, the, the flow of the magma, you know, the, the, the chambers and channels sort of underneath, um, because they can monitor and detect changes in pressure buildup, you know, uh, of, of, of gases and, you know, uh, tectonic shifts and different you know movements in the earth that would cause, you know, disruptions. So yeah, it, it, it is fascinating stuff. Um, but I think being, I remember I went, I went to, um, Bali, uh, on, on holiday and took, took uh, sort of two or three days. Sorry. I said,
0: you're a lucky boy. That's on my wish list.
1: Yeah. And so that took a two day trip. Well, tended to be a three day trip to sort of East Java, um, to, to, to first trip was to see the blue flames, which was effectively climbing down into a working sulfur mine, um, at, you know, 2 AM. 3am in the morning to see the flames from the sulfur mines ignite in the night sky um they're they're blue hence the blue flames uh tour and the other um thing that we saw was uh, mount bromo so if you look at east java and you look at mount bromo you'll see it's a, a little volcanic range but one of the volcanoes is it's it's dormant, but it it's still it's still alive, and you sort of walk across, you know, the, the the sand expanse leading up to it, and you can walk up to the to the rim and walk around the the rim of this volcano, and with Brave. with 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 clockwork sort of frequency, it sort of exhales a little bit and then you have sort of like you know white smoke that that just then rises out of of the hole and like floats up sort of past you but whilst you're there it sounds like a jet engine just rumbling <laughs> you know if you if you ever heard of like a, a fighter jet sort of like in the distance yeah. or you know fairly close to you it, it's got that that quite distinct sort of rumble to it well The the volcanoes sort of sound like that, just like all of the time. When you're when you're at it, it just sounds like a jet engine, constantly just. You know, Um, apologies for my Uh, terrible impression of a jet engine, um, folks. Um, That was amazing. Well, I mean, I did it, and I I I even think it was terrible, but. (laughs) so um but yeah so and and it it was one of one of those experiences that just sort of lets you know about the 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 power that resides in nature
0: well there's one sentence i'm just going to read out to something i'm looking at online now and it says that generally all geyser field sites are located near active volcanic areas and the geyser effect is due to the proximity of magma Mm -hmm. yeah so considering the volume of geysers in yellowstone national park what does that tell you i mean very simply if there's so many
1: Hmm. underneath there's a lot of there's a lot of magma so yeah that's it, it every, everything's a a matter of you know how close to the surface the, the magma is uh, sort of across the, across the, the, the planet really um, when you have when you had the the tectonic shifting of all the plates so I mean these are continent-sized you know cracks in the in the actual earth that move and when they they move obviously you allow the 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 magma you know underneath the land because obviously you know the the earth's core underneath our landmass it's it's not just a solid all the way through it's obviously uh, quite very liquid and quite very hot um yeah comes comes to the surface and you know that's that's how we get all of these uh, weird and wonderful things in nature, not not made by UFOs or aliens, not
0: not made by UFOs. <laughs> so, is there anything on those three that you wanted to embellish?
1: Uh, In terms of UFS, what haven't we spoken about? Um, Crop circles. So once upon a time, um, crop circles started to appear and there was quite a worldwide sort of sensation um, with these. So seemingly overnight, these... Massive, you know, complex crop circle structures appeared. um, A lot of them in in America, but different, different countries around the world, you know, these massive crop circles appeared and, you know, caused a lot of intrigue internationally. And, you know, the, the logical thing to do is to, uh, Attribute these to um, UFOs and alien life forms, having created these wonderful structures overnight. Um, as you do, as you do, as you, as you would if you were uh, an alien alien life form, you would come here and make these crop circles. Although I did, I did see some one sort of speculate that the crop circle was actually. Uh, an impression of an of a of a UFO. The actual an actual alien vessel, you know, when it hmm. when it landed, that was the, hmm. the pattern that was formed. Um, that was all very well and good until um, somebody made a time lapse video in a crop field one night to demonstrate how someone would create one of these crop circles that seemed really elaborate and, you know, otherworldly uh, at the time. And yeah, so they, they, they created, with a timelapse video, one of these crop circles, you know. Um, they, they, had, they had the pattern. They had a, they had sort of long planks of wood, maybe something like uh, three to four feet, maybe you know three four feet wide planks of wood with a rope you know drilled through on on either end of it and you know with a foot bit so you sort of stood in it and so you could press down you know that widened area of the actual crop field at the time and you know they they stepped around to make these circles and the lines into you know into connecting it and and so forth um but there are quite some massive uh, crop circles out there, some you know, really, really impressive things. Were they all actually created by people? Um, who knows? If they weren't created by people, who were they created by? Hmm. I, I don't think um, the 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 cattle um, in the fields just you know. They they had a meeting and decided that oh okay we have some spare time let's let's try something out. So that that was that was uh, that was an interesting period of time when we started having a lot of these crop circles appearing, and you know everyone speculated as to their origins. Um, it was the aliens. Well. It is. Now, can, 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 can you, can you tell me this, right? So let's say that there's, uh, there is, there is a, 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 a life form, (coughs) excuse me, um, that there, there's an, there's an alien life form that, exists on another planet. I will not I will not speculate as to where, um, because the universe is sufficiently large to say that if, if, if we said within our solar system, that's actually quite large. If we said within our own galaxy, that's, that's bigger than people would realize in the grand scheme of what we're talking about. Um, but there's an alien life form, there's an alien race, There's an, there are aliens, let's make it simpler, that exist on another planet. Now, the thing about this, these aliens, are that they are supremely intelligent and have the ability and the means and the, the the resource to construct mechanical marvels, unlike anything humans um, are capable of doing with our resource and knowledge uh, at present. So they are, these aliens are able to construct vessels capable of traveling extraordinary distances at extraordinary speeds powered by unknown energy sources or systems right all of this exists and you mean to say that they're going to come to Earth and crash land in a field, yeah, in Ru- yeah. in Roswell,
0: and <laughs> not survive,
1: and 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 their ship get destroyed, with their three point five feet tall cells then being captured or killed in the crash and then being autopsied. There's there's a logical gap. In in the rationalization around UFOs. And remember what I said at the beginning when you asked me the question, do I believe in UFOs? And I said that I I believe in the existence of unidentified flying objects. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. say that I believed in all of the supplementary things that flow with it, i.e., that there is an alien life form. And the unidentified flying object is a vessel, as as such. Um, I mean, if if the U.S. military tested a new aircraft that they were working on, that's in a different shape with a different propulsion system that no one's seen, and it was spotted flying over Area Fifty One, because you know everyone knows pretty much where to look out for to see any new tech coming soon to a. You know, battlefield near you. Then, that would be an unidentified flying object. So, there's a you know natural natural implication to say a, a UFO is otherworldly, as opposed to genuinely just unidentified. Um, it hasn't been seen before, so we just don't know what it is. Um, but yeah. There's there's a there's a logical gap for me to say that if there there are aliens who are supreme supremely advanced, evolved, with the capability of developing interstellar travel travelling aircraft and such technologies that they would come to Earth to make crop circles that they would come to earth to kidnap a few random people and probe them inappropriately um (laughs) like i'm 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 failing to understand what the interest in us would be um and the nature of the sightings so the things that have been seen so you people cite you know different clusters of light moving in an unnatural way in the sky that no other craft on Earth is, is able to do. So it, it must be aliens. Um, you know, it, it, and the, the size and scale of it. Like, what would be the purpose? If they had the technology to, to build something that could actually fly all of this way, I'm pretty sure they would have the technology to make make their vessel invisible, that you would never know that they were actually here. Well, 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 I mean, get me going. well, and what would what would what would be the motive for coming to 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 Earth from wherever they reside? Now, the interesting thing about well, this, though, well, what's is the motive of us going obviously to Mars? NASA, well, I was going to say, so NASA and other space agencies obviously do send out signals into space, don't they? So they they do broadcast. Signals. So, if you go, if we could teleport to different parts of, of our solar system or even the the galaxy, and you had the appropriate antennas, you could pick up the signals that we've broadcasted into space. That would, would that that identify the fact that we we exist, and where we and where we are. Um, it's I predicated what on these obviously a, a lot. I, it, I wonder what it, it I is. Think... Like,
0: are we hoping are we hoping that um you know the aliens that were broadcasting to are on this you know same DAB range or the same radio <laughs> spectrum as us? So so they could tune into BBC Live, Radio Live. I, I yeah, it, it does look. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, it's 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 an interesting one. So it's it's if you think about if you think about um let's say Our ability to decode codes, right? So, for instance, um, people have been able to decode and decipher the hieroglyphs, right? Egyptian or otherwise, hieroglyphs.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that because there are systems and, and so forth for it. Now, certain things exist so so sound would exist and sound waves and frequencies and signals all of these things would just exist so irrespective of where you are in the universe that signal still means what it what it means so if there's another if there's another being with the capability of monitoring frequencies and sounds and things of that nature it would be picked up it wouldn't be understood but as with as with the hieroglyphs it would take a period of time to actually decipher and interpret the signal
0: right.
1: um that that was that was actually sent out you just you know better hope you send a friendly message out because um the last thing you'd want would be the uh upset the aliens the the, the borg to arrive and, and come to assimilate <laughs> all of us
0: <laughs>
1: uh. you know so it's it, it, it's an it's an interesting one for me I, I, I always did wonder fine okay i get all of the sightings and the the different aircraft um you know but w- why would you would you would you come again i i get i get i get I get, I get from a, I, I get from an observational point of view um just uh yeah because the, well there's a there's another there are other sentient beings that exist and we found them so let, let's go check them out um okay that's fine We 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 do the same thing exploration that's why yeah. that's why people do sort of country. that's why people do you know either deep water cave, cave diving to explore other parts of you know the world that have been previously unexplored that's why you know people build their the submersible vehicles um James Cameron Cameron for example did the underwater vehicles to go down into the <clears throat> deepest part of the earth that we know so far the the mariana trench you know just to, to see what's down there so yeah our, our nature is you know curiosity and, and explorative so why would another being aliens not be the same um our curiosity about going to mars i think <laughs> surely that's surely that's just some sort of uh, on unconscious admission of defeat at the fact that we've uh, irreparably damaged the planet and we need to find somewhere else wow.
0: well well that somewhere else would need to have a lot of oil <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i I would, so- I, would, I would i would i would i would like there to be some other more you know basic fundamentals like an atmosphere that we could breathe.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Water. Who cares about atmosphere? water it's got no oil, no no oil, no gold, the the earth won't spin. That's the most important thing. Gonna to go to Mars and start
1: digging holes in it.
0: Looking for oil. So That's you, the first thing we're gonna do.
1: Is is that what you think the uh the, the, the rover the, the the Mars rovers are doing they they're, they're not they're not looking for water that's the uh, that's the smoke screen that they've put up they're actually yeah. uh they're
0: looking for oil they're, looking they're for. start <laughs> digging it imagine imagine, <laughs> imagine if, the, if those space rovers like strike oil right you know what's to happen yeah at night time you'll just see the 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 night sky lighting up with with rockets like speeding to mars to colonize it, so they can they can extract it, and they're going to sell you space oil, and it's going to cost you like ten times more, and it's going to make your car. I don't know. They're just going to sell it at, as they've always done, but you just see lots of aircraft, uh, spacecraft just speeding because they're going to want to come back
1: and you know bring it back and sell it. So, so that so that that begs the that begs the question: Who is really pushing? the development of space travel tech at the moment? Well, well, Elon and Jeff, obviously, <laughs> if,
0: if you, if you've got a couple of billion behind you and you're, and you're, you've got large shares in, in a trillion dollar company, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to want to have the first stake in colonizing an asset class that hasn't been formed yet. And that asset class is space assets because now the earth isn't enough you already own that so do you know what let's own the universe that is why these billionaires are so interested in space exploration it kind of makes sense if you really really boil it down you literally have or could have the vast majority of the planet if you really wanted to but the fact you could have it is now no longer attractive. You want to have something that you shouldn't be able to have, which is another planet. Hmm. Because Elon's already gone about and said, no, oh, listen, um, I'm selling all my possessions. All <laughs> like, well, my personal possessions, I don't need them. He's selling all these houses. All these, <laughs> all these, he's just like, oh, yeah, must be nice. Worth over 100 billion. And, he, and he's going on some sort of... Uh, a hippie crusade. He's like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, just selling it all.
1: Don't need it. You know, I just need air. So what what, what, what do you think the purpose of um, the Starlink satellite array that Mr. Musk has dutifully um, created?
0: I'll be honest with you, I'm still trying to understand why, but I've, I've got my suspicions. Yeah. I, and they're cynical, obviously, yeah. I just expect him and others like him to want to own stuff that really and truly, no one should logically want to try and own, which is like another planet or, yeah, or stuff outside of our, so, um, not our solar system, that sounds ridiculous. Uh, outside of this planet, like outside of the earth's orbit, like we're not, they're no longer satisfied with the earth. <laughs> they want more than the earth. Yeah. And, and, and how and why did it? I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I haven't even speculated that far. Um, what, 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 what do you think or what do you know?
1: I, d- I don't know a great deal to be honest with you. I don't really know. Um,
0: We shall see, won't we? <laughs> uh, and on that bombshell,
1: yes. I think uh, this this has been a this has been a slightly off-piste uh, topic, but uh, I've, I've enjoyed the the foray into the to the unknown, <laughs> <laughs> into the unknown um yeah well thanks very much thank you sir it's been a pleasure as ever as always